And we are back. Welcome to Utter Descent. I'm your host, Brian, and with me this week, I have Eric and Kevin. What's up, everyone? Hey, guys. Welcome back. So this is episode 23 of Utter Descent. Um, We're doing a continuation of last week's or two weeks ago's episode on Halo Reach. This time, we're actually going to talk about the game itself and give you, you know, all the links between the book canon and the um and the actual game and talk about what you're probably more here for other than all the nerding out that we did last time about oh my god hail is the best is it so let's uh let's talk about let's talk about reach who would like to uh go through the the game intro eric you want to you want to grab this one or should i yeah i got the the game case right here apparently it costs uh 54.99 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I must have must have picked this up like right after it came out. Um, it came out in uh, September of two thousand nine, I think. Maybe. Fuck. Actually, no. Ten. <laughs> yeah, two thousand ten. Still fuck. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, so man, that's a little bit ago. Nine years old, maybe. Doesn't feel that long though. I played a shit ton of this game. Um, so from straight from the back of the box to you. Hope it's not copywritten. every legend has a beginning welcome to reach heart of the unsc's military power and home to iconic spartan super soldiers for decades humanity has fled from the relentless relentless covenant threat but now the largest covenant fleet ever witnessed looms in the darkened skies over reach noble team equipped with deadly arsenal of high-tech weaponry and abilities and bolstered by the full might of the UNSC, must stand and face a full-scale planetary invasion with humanity's fate hanging desperately in the balance. If Reach falls, little will stand between the Covenant and complete and total annihilation of the human race. So yeah, I'd hmm. say that's a fair that's introduction. Epic. Yeah, It's a pretty good one. It's a lot better than the Steam ones we keep reading. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean... The Steam ones try and tell you what it is, but I mean, it says Halo on the box, so you kind of know what you're getting into. <laughs> <laughs> right. Sounds like it was written by a marketing team, almost. Hey, you know, sounds pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Definitely um, gives you well, a good introduction of what's going on. Um, bit of it's a dirty lie, but we'll get into that. Ah, <laughs> uh, sure. Well, I mean, it is nice because they don't actually tell you that Reach is the heart of the UNSC's military power. Or home to the iconic Spartan super soldiers. They don't exactly tell you that. <laughs> you mean in the game? In the game, yeah. They allude <laughs> They allude to a lot of things, but they definitely avoid telling you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the, when we get to talking about the story, we'll, we'll talk about this game's, uh, well, kind of like Destiny, inability to actually tell you what's going on. Um, so let's uh, think back to the the beautiful years of 2010, you know, before we all had to be real adult people and Trump wasn't president. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember what your reaction to this game was, Eric? <laughs> Gosh, I don't remember the before times. Before the God Emperor <laughs> became president? Gosh. <laughs> yeah, before Lord Cheeto Head. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so I remember at that time, for whatever reason, I was kind of in a video game hiatus. Um, and then Reach came out and I was like, you know what? I'm going back into it. So I, I picked it up, and I remember I got it on Friday, and then I beat it on Sunday night. Damn. Um, wow. So, and I mean, I had, like, you know, a job 
So <laughs> I was just playing it every chance I got, pretty much. Because uh, I don't know if anyone else has this, this I don't know, pathologic urge. But I have to play the campaign <laughs> before I play the online of most games. <laughs> I do. Yeah, I, uh, Kevin? No. <laughs> yeah, I kind of knew that. <laughs> like, it's, it's definitely just a thing that I, I like to do. Because I feel like once you start playing online, you don't get the full, like, introduction to all the weapons. And you don't get the, the fun of discovering something new that you didn't think could or was necessarily in the game. Especially for a Halo game, because I'm pretty invested in it being good. I want I want it to be good, so I want to be excited with every new introduction of a weapon or every change in a weapon. I can like you know check it out, see how it feels, mm-hmm. see see how the game handles, um, see how they did the Covenant and how they did um, some of the map designs fun because you can kind of predict whether or not it's going to be a multiplayer map because <laughs> right. in, yeah, in the more recent Halos they definitely just take chunks of the campaign as multiplayer maps probably the other way around i can't imagine they actually design the multiplayer maps based on the campaign missions they probably figure out what's a good multiplayer map and then go well so we already made it so <laughs> in it goes. might as well insert it here right right um so yeah well, it's also a good opportunity for you to like get used to how the game is especially for halos they fucking change the controls every time the new one comes out so you got to figure out where they put your, you know, grenade button and that shit. Are we doing, are we doing iron sight aiming this time? Or are we leaving it to just click into zoom? And it's, it's a good back into the flow before you get into the competitive online play. Oh yeah. And I was super stoked whenever they introduced the new way of having power-ups. Um, if you remember Halo 3, they have them as kind of a, like a grenade-like option, I guess, where you just, mm-hmm. you press X and then it throws out whatever it is you have. Um, which was good. I, I enjoyed that, but I think that the way that they changed it, because obviously you have to make some changes or else it's just the same exact game. <laughs> um, I really like the way that they incorporated it as like kind of a permanent ability. That has its downsides in some ways because you, you then don't have the advantage over someone when you acquire one, because uh, everyone has it. But I was really excited about the jetpacks when I found them. I was like, this is going to change some stuff. This is going to be interesting. And I really enjoyed the way that they made you sacrifice your sprint. Like they gave you sprint, which has traditionally not been in Halo, but they said, if you want anything else, you got to get rid of sprint, you know? Yeah. Let's, let's get into that when we go into, um, cause that doesn't really affect the campaign too much. Let's talk about that in, in multiplayer. Cause I think surprisingly, I thought we were going to agree on this and I think we're going to disagree now. <laughs> okay. Well, we'll talk um, about it later then. Yeah. So as for, as for myself, I I remember being kind of surprised when this was announced because I know I knew that Bungie had said they were moving on to greener pastures and they wanted to kind of put Halo to bed. And then 343 Industries popped up and Reach came out. And on the one hand, I was like, oh, I'm so glad there's another Halo game. On the other hand, I'm squinting at them going, you better not fuck up my game. <laughs> and they made a lot of changes that I was not happy with. Um some of them are aesthetic some of them have to do with how the game plays which i think is what eric and i are going to argue about later on and then a lot of it has to do with how they treat the story um, which we will also get into later on wait are you talking about reach being made by 343 Mm -hmm. 
Well, Isn't acor- it? according to my Halo Reach box, it says Bungie Microsoft Game Studios. Yeah, I thought Halo 4 was the first yeah. one. Oh, fuck me. Uh, what I'm pretty sure happened is um, Halo Reach was transferred to 343 for continued development. Not 100% sure, but I vaguely remember that. I could have sworn they were involved. Oh, I'm fine with being wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, That's, like, this is uh, this is a Bungie thing. It it feels so much more like Halo 4 than it does Halo 3, though. Well, hmm. I suppose you could assume that 343, you know. <laughs> Maybe they were, like you said, partially it. involved. Maybe they were partially involved with it. I don't... I, I could have sworn... Doesn't matter. Man, I got the box right here. Unless this is like some of that Mandela <laughs> effect or whatever it's called, where you remember it one way and then you look at the box and it's different. <laughs> I'm I'm fine with, with getting corrected on that. It's oh, better to be here than have someone yell at me on Facebook, which won't happen anyway. <laughs> I thought you were a real Halo fan. I don't know. Nice try, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, I'm starting to question myself. <laughs> um. Anyway, either way, I was still, there had been talk that 3 was kind of the end of it, and then Reach came out, and I just remember being kind of cautious about it, like, I don't know if this is really going to be um, a continuation of the series that I that I liked, and then hop into it, and you you start the intro cinematic, and it has this, you know, your, your discarded helmet is laying in the dirt, and then you watch yourself looking at your helmet, putting it on your head. Well, I guess you're looking through your eyes, so you're not watching yourself, but, you know, clearly foreshadowing the end of the game, you're going to die. Now you're going to take that helmet and put it on, and we're going to see how you got there, which, yeah, it's a little tropey, but at the same time, it was kind of a, a cool way to to do it. Sidebar to that, another reason why that was cool is that you can customize your armor in this game to a sickening degree, including colors and everything. So whatever you did to your armor carries through into your person that you play the campaign with. So when you see your helmet discarded, it is actually your helmet. So there's no question that that was yours, Um, especially if you color it vibrantly pink or (laughs) whatever it is you happen to do to it. It's it's obvious that that was supposed to be you. Um, There's something interesting that they they did for the first time. and I don't know if they ever did that again, letting you have a customized character through the campaign, which is obviously just cosmetic and, and meaningless to the gameplay, but yeah. makes you feel like you made your own character. Yeah, I see no reason why you can't, considering your character doesn't have, you know, you're just number six. <laughs> so, like, right. they clearly wanted to make it, you know, you, which is fine. Um, it kind of took away the ability for you to have your own personality character that you're playing as, so you can't really relate to them, really because they can't make decisions because it's supposed to be you. Right. Um, anyway, so, yeah, it, the intro cinematic I thought was pretty well done. It was a, it was a very quick understanding of what's going to happen and, and, I guess, indicating that you're a Spartan. And then it jumps into garbly gook, just, we're going to exposition the shit out of you and send you on a mission, and who the fuck knows what's going on. <laughs> um, basically, it, they, they tell you that you're going into noble squad of Spartans. Apparently, their sixth member just got killed, and you're the replacement. And you're going to take a look at some. Uh, you're going to look for a UNSC force that disappeared, and that's how the game 
starts. Uh, so let's uh, quick talk about the various Spartans that you encounter um, as part of Noble Team before we give a quick summary of the storyline. Um, so there's six of them, including yourself. The leader of the group is named Carter. He's a Spartan three. I believe he's from the first group of Spartan threes, the Alpha Company. Um, his characterization is he's the leader. <laughs> do you have anything else to add? Grizzled, maybe? <laughs> yeah, he's kind of like the no-nonsense, but gives in really easily to suggestions from his team kind of yeah. guy, you know? He's got, like, a nice sharp haircut, and he likes to take his helmet off a lot in the middle of combat. Yeah, chiseled features would be another way I'd, uh, yeah. I'd describe him. Rugged, stone-chinned man. Yeah, manly man. Mm. So, yeah, that's that's Carter. He's His only point is to talk to command for you constantly. That's pretty much all he does. <laughs> and reprimand <laughs> you when you have an idea. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. That's his only role, really, is to go, uh, oh, command wants us to go over here, and you go, all right, that's enough from you, leader boy. Now everybody else, spit your banter, and then let's go, because we have to follow the leader, and the leader <laughs> just got a command from command, and then he doesn't say anything throughout the rest of the mission. Yeah, or he just like normally pussies out and is like, oh, okay, I guess you guys are right. Let me go and talk to command for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's and not by he's not really the you, best uh the best characterized of all the group. <laughs> now everybody else well, has super strong character, really really feel for him. Yeah. Um, I, I think June might be worse than Carter. No, he's got he's like the silent emo boy, you know? He's like, yeah, he, I don't he really doesn't care. say anything. He's just kinda like there. <laughs> no, he's a silent guy, you know. He's maybe he's one of those traumatized Spartans, you know. Seen a lot of I shit. I I'd buy that. Going a little insane. <laughs> yeah, so June's the, the sniper, and that's literally his shtick. He's he's the sniper. That's all he does. He doesn't really say anything else. He just snipes. <laughs> yeah. I kind of have the impression that he might not, like, understand what everybody else is saying. Like, I'd he, buy that, too. Like, maybe he's deaf or something. I don't know. Nah, he responds to, to conversation, just not often. Yeah. Um, he is a Spartan 3 as well. If I had to guess, he's probably from Beta Company. Because um, he's a bitch? Sure. <laughs> he just seems young. That's why I think he might be from Beta. Um, <laughs> he looks young? What, his armor isn't scratched enough for you? He takes off his helmet, too. <laughs> really? Man, I yeah. cannot... I don't remember a single thing about what he looks like, honestly. He looks not white. <laughs> okay <laughs> so he's the generic token other other race besides white dude <laughs> he's not white and he's he's not african i don't know what else i can say <laughs> okay well his name's june take take your pick it's not a very yeah. not a very specific name either <laughs> no it's not um then we got cat who's the token female unless you're playing as a woman and how would you like to describe Kat, Eric? Because you seem to have a lot of problems with her. <laughs> uh, she's like the the annoying tech whiz at the office, you know? She walks up and she's like, oh, you forgot to defrag your hard drive. What are you doing? These are flash drives. You should have been putting USBs in them. <laughs> like, just saying <laughs> things that, you know, if you didn't know what they were, what what they could be saying instead, you might think they're being intelligent. 
but like right. in reality it's just complete nonsense that they're spouting oh my god they put the plasma drive in the in the horger oh i gotta rewire and hard hard tap this right if i don't hook up the flux capacitor <laughs> the whole thing's gonna go nuclear <laughs> yeah exactly that's that is her that is her whole thing is she's a tech lady and she also is missing an arm which is replaced with a robot arm well she's a tech lady right so yeah that's her her purpose is to constantly spout science mumbo jumbo at you that's very much not meaningful at all her other thing is to constantly be second guessing carter and to which he always bitches out which is funny as shit to watch yeah definitely some sort of weird like sexual tension going on between those two what they like to make it seem like but it's never like you know real oh, thank god <laughs> you imagine they try to put a love story in halo imagine how terrible that would be uh, um. <laughs> 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 so we're not gonna play halo 4 and 5 and 3 <laughs> <laughs> that's about right yeah wait <laughs> pretty sure there's no love story in those i just it's so fucking hilarious when they're like ah yes the the stone-cold, emotionless killing machines falling in love with something as gentle as an AI. <laughs> <laughs> not, not a story arc I'm, like, actually invested in. <laughs> no, not really. It's like, hmm, courts. Anyway, well, let's not go down there right now. Um, and let's see, who else do we have? We have George, who is the only Spartan 2 of the group. Kat, I believe, is also a she is a Spartan 3. I think she's from Beta Company, if anyone cares. George is a Spartan 2, apparently. Ignore that. He shouldn't be there, but that's what he is. And his persona is Gentle Giant? Question mark? Definitely. That's definitely um, what they're going for with that. And apparently he's Hungarian, I believe, just because he talks to the Hungarian people on the farm. <laughs> oh, I thought he was Russian. Anyway. Well... In the subtitles, it said they were speaking Hungarian. Oh, <laughs> I thought they were Russian too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, his he really has no characterization either. It's just you know, kind of sad, mopey. I don't really want to fight. I guess. But I'm I'm a soldier, and I gotta do my job. On the right. complete opposite of the spectrum, we have Emil, um, who's a psycho. <laughs> who's yeah, like a you imagine like a previous life, he was probably like Jack the Ripper or something. You know, right. <laughs> constantly pulling his knife out of its sheath just to look at it glistening wishing there was blood currently dripping from it yeah wondering why he ever bothered to clean it off right <laughs> do i should i sharpen it again or should i just uh, i'll sharpen it again i gotta sharpen it <laughs> just in case one day i'm gonna be able a... to cut off cat's other arm right <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> which and again definitely a spartan three uh he's clearly gone insane from whatever shit they put him through yeah no i 100 percent agree he went completely insane because he brings a shotgun to every battle right yes he does (laughs) the shotgun not that good man (laughs) that's a it's a very tactical weapon buddy you sure you don't want something a little more long range or like usable in most situations oh that's why he has a knife i'll just throw that at them oh of course right right (laughs) (laughs) but Aside from June, I think he might be the least characterized person that you encounter because he's just, his only thing is he keeps pulling out his knife. Like, that's it. And then he dies. Spoiler. (laughs) I I guess he's like the cool guy. I don't know. He's kind of a bullshit character. He's got a skull painted on his helmet. Yeah. By far the coolest armor, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. I'd agree. 
Except for your personal armor, which is always cooler than anyone else's. Not this time, though. Not in this run-through. <laughs> oh, he didn't customize it? Ba well, no, just I didn't have anything because I didn't have access to my account. Ah, <laughs> uh, um, yeah, and then the last Spartan is you, your Spartan 3, I assume your beta company, and your backstory is shh, secret. No, no, no. Who knows? My backstory is that I have special talents. Oh, yes, special would talents. Like, would you like a sample of my <clears throat> special talents? <laughs> um, no. <laughs> You're missing out. Huh? <laughs> Fine. There are plenty of other people who want my special talents, like Noble Team. Yeah, well, you can go hang out with Noble Team. Um, oh, I will. I'm going to sit this one out. They're going to love it. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they will. How much you charge? Um, the five Spartans? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you got that lying around? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, so... Yeah, the only other thing I wanted to mention about these characters, aside from the fact that they all die except for June, um, is that you eventually have a individual piece of what a story mission where you solely hang out with them so they can pretend like they're characterizing them, but they're not actually characterizing them. It's just through like, you know, random things they say while you shoot people in the face. So yeah, I mean, it is nice having people following you around though, for once. It's true because they're actually very good bullet sponges. But, yeah, they won't kill anything, but they will definitely absorb damage. <laughs> oh, for sure. I mean, they'll draw fire from everything. Take wraith shots for you. It's perfect. But uh, we can get into those great. specifics later. You want to yeah. hit us up with a short story summary? Yeah. So I'm, I'll I'll quickly summarize, and then we can hit some some specific points that we want to deep dive into. All right. So after the intro cinematic, where you meet up with Noble Team. You hop on a Falcon and go out into some farmland area to look for the missing UNSC troops. While you're doing that, you end up encountering the Covenant and are totally not surprised for some stupid fucking reason. Uh, while you're fighting with them, you find some data disk on a dead person that I guess they wanted. Who the fuck knows? After you acquire that, you find out that Sword Base, which is one of the UNSC um, Secret Service Oni bases, is under attack by the Covenant. So... You go there, you break through the Covenant, end up finding Dr. Halsey and give her that data disc, and she's a total cunt the entire time for absolutely no reason. Uh, fast forward for who knows how much time, you end up at night doing a sniper mission with June to go take out radar jammers, because why not? That's like the only objective in this whole fucking game. After you take them out, you find that there's a gigantic Covenant army that's been secreted onto the planet, and uh, your next mission starts with that army and the UNSC clashing in a very awesome uh, cutscene. During that mission, you end up taking out this giant spire, which apparently is either cloaking or jamming, and once that goes down, a giant supercarrier is revealed to be hovering in, in low orbit above the planet. You then go and have a stupid argument between all the Spartans, which ends with a even stupider plan to take a slip space drive, hop on a super secret spaceship, go infiltrate a Covenant cruiser, and take that to get onto the Covenant carrier, and then VoIP half the carrier out of existence. After you do that, immediately upon being thrown out of the carrier and falling back to Reach, a gigantic armada of Covenant uh, ships appears to make that all meaningless. You end up crash landing on Reach, you roll into a city that's being decimated by the Covenant, 
help to save some uh, civilians while you meet up with the rest of the noble team. Next mission is horseshit radar jammer while you're flying around the city in a falcon. Uh, after you're done with that, the entire city gets glassed. You end up going back to Sword Base, which has been pretty much overrun by the Covenant. You find a secret door that leads you to an underground facility where they're digging up a Forerunner uh, relic where you find Dr. Halsey. You're now tasked with getting her out. She, apparently, she has maybe found Cortana. We'll get to that. Um, either way, she hands off Cortana to you. She leaves with June. You go with the rest of the Spartan team to go to the Pillar of Autumn, deliver Cortana to Keys, and then you stay behind to protect the ship as it takes off. That's Commander Keys. After, yes. After the Pillar of Autumn takes off, it fast forwards to the beginning of Halo 1 of them finding the Halo rings, and then it goes back to you, abandoned on reach to die alone, meaninglessly in the mud. Right. So along the way, uh, each one of the Spartans, except for uh, June, dies. Um, June winds up going off to, I don't know, protect Halsey or something. Who knows? <laughs> he, yeah, just... he just takes, he just hops on a, on another pelican with her and disappears. Right. So he's fine, bitch. Fucking running away <laughs> for no reason. We're in the middle of a <laughs> covenant invasion. He's like, yeah, I don't like my team. See you guys later. I'm going to go protect Halsey. Bye. Yeah. So the first of the group to die is Cat. Um, nope, George. Oh, not really, though. <laughs> oh, that's a good point. Oh, yeah. George, George so doesn't, Kat. Quite, doesn't quite die first, does he? <laughs> hmm. He's no, got a little he, bit he more of quite. a storyline to go, doesn't he? <laughs> he does. Yeah. Okay. So Cat dies first. <laughs> so Cat dies first. Uh, <laughs> well, for some unknown reason, uh, they're sitting there in the middle of the city uh, while you were taking out some jammers after doing a helicopter mission. Um, and you're sitting in the middle of the city, and she's like, oh my god, there's gonna be a space bombardment on us, we gotta get out of here, and then... And you go running off. You go running off, she just never had her helmet on in that scene, and for some mm -hmm. reason doesn't put it back on, and you go sprinting away, and just a needle comes out of nowhere, and shoots her in the head, and she's dead, and she didn't have shields for some reason, well, and she didn't yeah, have her helmet so on. I think her helmet was on, but despite doesn't matter either way. Oh, you know it was yeah. a sniper rifle. She did have her and... helmet on. <laughs> why yeah. the why the needle? I can tell you why the yeah. needle because the Covenant don't have a fucking sniper rifle. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> For some unknown reason, they don't have like a bullet related sniper rifle. Yeah, we'll get we'll get to that with the weapons. But yeah, she, <laughs> she just gets shot. Her shields apparently are off because I don't know. And it's in the middle of her teching at you. She's like, oh my god, we need to go turn off the... And then <laughs> <laughs> Someone quick, defraggle my flobber. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, she's dead. And you go, no. And you shoot at him with the pistol and then wander away while the space beams come down on you. And then in her helmet, you can just see Windows has encountered an error. Doom. <laughs> 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 blue screen forever <laughs> exactly <laughs> or maybe for for this game it's more of a red ring of death appearing in her visor <laughs> right just just uh three-fourths of a circle <laughs> yeah oh sorry cat mm, yeah that's gonna take a lot more money than you're worth <laughs> yeah 
Maybe if I just shake it a little bit, it'll start working again. <laughs> Unfortunately, did not work for Cat. But yeah. uh, the next fella who dies uh, while you're flying to go uh, deliver Cortana to the Pillar of Autumn, Carter uh, gets hit while he's driving the Pelican, and he bravely, you know, stiff upper lip. Uh, enjoyed serving with you guys. Now get out on my count. Yeah. So yeah, you hop out of his pelican, and then he later sacrifices himself, throwing his pelican into a a scarab that's about to attack you. In a very, you guys must finish the mission. I am only a pawn. Yeah, you must deliver the queen. <laughs> so so Carter runs his chin into a scarab and and wins. Um, and by that I mean he kills himself. Yeah, I mean, I think <laughs> then, it's a fair trade. One Spartan and a pelican for an entire scarab. Why don't they do that more yeah. often? Because as Master Chief shows in Halo 2, you can just get on the scarab and turn it off. Yeah, you just need to be <laughs> lucky. <laughs> yeah, maybe Carter needs a little more luck. Yeah, come on. Should have put, should have taken some of those charisma points and put them into luck instead. Right, yeah, always an underlooked stat. Yeah, so, see what I did there? <laughs> you no, know, I, I did. The unlucky boy meets an unlucky end. Um, then Emil, while you're defending at the very last point uh, in the missions, trying to keep the the Covenant down while Emil shoots off uh, phantoms and stuff in the air to protect the Pillar of Autumn, um, you're, I guess, privy to a beautiful sight where <laughs> Emil finally meets a very <laughs> ironic end. Um, a bunch of elites fall from the sky, and yeah, I mean, slowly, very slowly, stab him to death. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah, he gets stabbed like two or three times, but he does take out a few of them. I thought it was a pretty cool scene, to be honest. Um, it was just how slow it happened, where he's like, "Oh, I'm gonna get you, you motherfuckers," and they're like, "I'm going to very purposefully stick this through your abdomen." <laughs> <laughs> Right, like they're trying to like save the tasty parts or something. Right. <laughs> no, 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 not through the lungs. I want those. Right. So yeah, he gets stabbed to death, um, and then you die after you're done finishing off the the Covenant ships to protect the Pillar of Autumn. They send you off on a final mission in which you wander out into a foggy plane and immediately get slaughtered by, like, two elites because you're playing on Legendary and you don't have any weapons. <laughs> so, an unceremonial yeah, if... death for all except one. But the but before we go to the one, your end scene of your helmet falling off and you fighting, like, ten elites before you finally get held down and stabbed to death as well is pretty cool. Because you take out a lot of elites before getting your nipples pulled out yeah it was pretty cool it did kind of showcase the big problem with how they did their cutscenes in this game though where they would always use like fixed cameras on objects mm -hmm. i mean i know they're trying to be like clever about it or whatever but i thought it was really dumb like every time it happened i was like why are you filming like this you're not doing this consistently yeah you're just doing this at random points when somebody opened a a hub or something on some tech thing so that you can get a good close-up look of cat and it's like right. well but well, one second ago you just had some camera looking over someone's shoulder panning around and now now all of a sudden there's some random ass surveillance camera in the middle of this breaker box like, why yeah. and the breaker box that's broken <laughs> <laughs> what, what could you pop why would you need that in the middle of a right. farmhouse just in case someone opens it up so you can get a picture of them and be like aha 
You did it. We got you. Totally worth <laughs> the money that we spent on the surveillance camera. <laughs> right. Yeah. So what about the one that got away? Uh, the one that got away in a truly spectacular fashion. So um, while you're trying to teleport the Covenant ship into the void, I suppose, um, you board the ship with George. And once you have the new, or not the nuke, the warp drive in place, you uh, fight your way through the ship. And then George delivers the unfortunate news that the timer broke. Because <laughs> of course it did. The warp drive, the warp drive's 100% fine. This ridiculously complex piece of equipment is just completely operational, no problems. It's just the clock. The clock broke. And George doesn't know how to fix it. And like a true hero, George decides, you know what, I'm going to sacrifice myself. Picks you up, throws you out the airlock, and initiates the, the teleportation on his own. Bravely going where no man has ever gone before. And now Somewhere. there he rests, <laughs> standing there in his sealed suit and a piece, a fragment of a Covenant cruiser with a couple Covenant that he's probably already killed, staring out into the blank void, waiting to run out of oxygen. <laughs> chewing on a dead grunt. Chewing yeah. on it. Taking, taking a sample of whatever it is they have in their tanks to see if it by chance might be oxygen. <laughs> or maybe we'll kill him faster. <laughs> I'm just imagining him sitting there looking out into space and then tearfully putting the gun in his mouth. <laughs> oh, poor fella. Hey, you know, they're Spartans. They have luck. Maybe by chance he just showed up next to a halo ring. Yeah, maybe by chance he just happened to be right next to a Forerunner artifact. <laughs> exactly. Maybe an entire Covenant Armada just happens upon him. Hey, that'd be perfect <laughs> if he was Master Chief, but he's not. Yeah. So he's uninterested. He's not, so he's he's going to die. <laughs> he definitely just ran out of ran out of oxygen on that. But yeah, he's probably <laughs> the last person to die, honestly. Most of these events happen within what I imagine is a couple days, so he probably managed to hang out on that ship for a little longer than that. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, when you first said no, you forget <laughs> who died last. I was like, oh, shit, he's right. That's kind of fucked up, Eric. Because <laughs> I saw that and I'm like, oh, I guess George is dead. And you're like, but but that guy suffered. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, it's not like he got cut in half like the ship, right? Like, he's yeah, just somewhere, probably wherever not. they sent him. Maybe he'll show probably. up in Halo 6. That would be so fucking funny. It would be so good. <laughs> <laughs> I don't any, think like, anyone like, time in three... with these with these warp drives in the Halo universe, like you get thrown into the future accidentally or something. No, nah, it's not like gravity. Or not gravity, uh, interstellar. Okay. That'd be funny. No, nah, none, none of that. <laughs> Mom? Mom? Mom, are you there? <laughs> <laughs> you failed me, George. What do you mean you imprisoned mum? She was my mum. <laughs> yeah, not not sure why he's got a a young British boy accent when he's a Hungarian, but because he says mum. <laughs> oh, good lord! Um, so anyway, that's how all the Spartans die. Let's uh let's talk about some some bullshit from the story. Uh, <sighs> so th the first thing I want to point out was when you first encounter the elites. Um, in the beginning of the game, the way that the Spartans react to it, they're just like, huh, Covenant, hmm, cool. When in yeah. reality, if you listen to the previous episode, um, they shouldn't know who the fuck elites are. They've only ever fought 
grunts and jackals. So they should be like, oh, what the fuck is that? Instead, they're like, hey, we got elites. How, how the hell do you know that? Yeah, well, and another now, thing I was wondering is like, based on your previous description, it sounds like they would have sent the brutes in first, you know? Right. Like, you'd think they would have shown up at least to take out this random farm. Right. Why I don't know why they the sent in the leads. <laughs> this is beneath them. Yeah, like, it's not like there was any targets there specifically. They didn't know there were going to be Spartans. No, they didn't. Yeah, I thought that was pretty silly. Um, yeah. Now, if you if you read some of the other books, it seems as though the Spartan 3s encountered the elites in some of their super duper duper secret missions. So it's possible that because your group is made up of Spartan 3s, they actually do know what elites are. They send this back to command, and command shouldn't know. It's just one of those big fractures in the story that you just can't really reconcile. Yeah, and they probably it only didn't pisses wanna... off people like me. They probably didn't <laughs> want to blow the minds of the gamers who are like, "Yeah, I know an elite is moving on." Like they don't right. want to be like, "Oh my god, what are these things?" Ah, ah, oh shit! You know, like that would have been a fun audio recording to come across, though. <laughs> <laughs> would have been, but like. <laughs> as somebody who barely understands the story in the first place like that would have just been like are you kidding me we've been fighting these things forever leave, leave this yeah. out of this <laughs> well speaking of barely understanding the story at all i just want to go on record of saying this is probably one of the worst stories in the halo games mm. like in the amount that they don't explain and the amount that things are so like discontinuous and arbitrary and the amount of stuff that they're throwing in from outside of the game story is just this game does not make any sense <laughs> uh, tell me about it man i haven't even read the books and i'm confused yeah so speaking um, of being confused so whenever you like report back that the covenant are here right the commander's like oh my god it's the winter contingency and then the gamer's <laughs> like oh shit not the winter contingency i know exactly you said that in a gravelly that voice that sounds horrible Ah. <laughs> uh. And then they proceed to not tell you what the winter contingency is. So I'm sitting and never there going, talk like, about it again. Right, I guess the Covenant are just called the winter contingency. Like, there's some it's sort of... a long of, name. Yeah, like, it seems really dumb, but okay. The Covenant are the winter contingency. Moving on. What is the winter contingency? Um, That's just the term they use for the Covenant finding reach. That's it. That, that's it? And they... That's it. Right, okay, so they... What you're trying to tell me here is that they're not going to give us any background on like what reaches, but nope. they're going to go ahead and drop that little Easter egg of a little 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 tidbit of trivia without giving mm -hmm. us any sort of background on what that means. Yes. So yeah, bullshit. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, context clues I guess, but contingency, you know, not all of us understand English. Me being one of them. So like, <laughs> I'm not going to just go Google it right then and there because it didn't seem important. <laughs> uh, yeah, but also even even knowing what contingency means, the winter part of it is clearly just spook talk. So it's it's still not clear exactly what they mean. Yeah, I just know that it, that winter contingency is what it means because in the book, I believe they mention the winter contingency being if the covenant <laughs> arrive. Right, it's like, I think you mentioned it was like some sort of, they had like a plan if the Covenant arrived, right? Is that what that is? Right, right. Okay. Which is pretty much wipe everything and fight, which I don't know why you have to have a, a 
stated plan. <laughs> I feel like that should just be the general plan for whenever enemies show up. Right. Ugh. Uh, Speaking yeah, of and, dumbass uh, name drops on things, <laughs> when you find that data disc that that you need to go and hand to Halsey, she's like, "Oh my god, you fa- you found this?" And you're like, "Yeah." He's like, "Whenever the doctor found this piece of information on this disc, he used the word latchkey. Latchkey. That's not a word he would use lightly." And I'm sitting there going, "Like <laughs> latchkey, right? Okay, so it's a key." is this some sort of code that i should be aware of is that like like uh, some sort of discovery that's going to unlock like information like and then i google it right and latch key first thing that shows up is it's a key that opens a door <laughs> like, well could have guessed that <laughs> fucking could have just said key could have just said key <laughs> Then I, then I type in latchkey discovery and like the, the first ten responses are Halo Reach things. I'm like, all right, <laughs> fuck this. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I don't know. It honestly sounds like another version of the tech garble that comes out of Cat's mouth the entire game. If I had to guess, what it is is that data is something to unlock the Forerunner relic that they came across later that's the only thing i can i can guess at yeah i you know that's what's implied i'm just saying some of this bullshit talk that they say is just not worth including in the game Mm -hmm. it it didn't make me more intrigued let's say because when you say latchkey that's not a word he would use lightly like the only part i heard of that was that's not a word he would use lightly right right yeah no it's stupid it's stupid (laughs) It's really it's, stupid. And I don't know why I'm hung up on it, but I remembered that before I started playing the game again. I'm like, I have no idea what the fuck that means. <laughs> Maybe it'll make sense this time. Yeah, who knows? Maybe I just nope. completely missed it before, where they define nope. the word latchkey as being covenant translator. Yeah. What are uh, What are your thoughts, Kevin? Nothing, huh? Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so since we're on the, on the data disk and, and all that... How about that confrontation with Halsey? Like, she's such a bitch. <laughs> oh, she is a bitch. So we walk in there the first time. I'm like, well, okay. It's weird because everything's like super blue tinted. And she looks like she's a robot through these through this window that you have to go to. And she's like, drop the data in the box. It hands the, it slides the box over to her. <laughs> <laughs> it puts the lotion in the basket. <laughs> yes, yes, ma'am. <laughs> Put the lotion in the fucking basket. <laughs> and like, I was, I could have sworn she was some sort of hologram. And I was like, this was some sort of weird interactive, like upload thing nope. or teleportation box. I guess she was actually there. I don't know. It, to me, it looked like she was, it, this was some sort of fake, like thing that was going on. between Wizard of Oz kind of deal. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know. It was really weird. And then she like turned, <laughs> George turns to her and she's like, she's like george and then he's like mum which is so weird (laughs) right it's a very strange interaction and then she interacts with everybody else like she's like completely mentally incapable of understanding how they're even there like she just starts getting flustered (laughs) and like twitching a little right and she's she like reprimands each of them and and like insults her manliness and (laughs) and calls cat a, a cunt like you're just like whoa chill lady we just gave you what you wanted why are you being such an asshole <laughs> yeah i like your theory about it where it's that in in her universe 
she never meets the Spartan threes. So she's just like subconsciously like having some like cognitive dissonance between what she's seeing and what she knows to be true. Right. Cause in, in the actual story, I refuse to take this game as canon. She doesn't meet the Spartan threes until after earth is invaded. So she should not have any clue who these people are. And yeah, maybe she's just, she's seeing butterflies and doesn't like butterflies. So she's just insulting them because she can't <laughs> handle the fact that she shouldn't be seeing Spartan threes. <laughs> she can't handle the fact that she's just been thrown into a shitty storyline in some video <laughs> game. <laughs> mom. Uh, mom. Mom, is that you? George, uh, I'm glad I can see you. Everything else is just purple dragons i don't understand <laughs> mom i told you to get off the heroin <laughs> i can't you're never gonna catch a dragon it's not that easy <laughs> so let's let's walk away from the shitty parts of the game and talk about something that was fucking awesome that encounter between the unsc army and the covenant army was so cool it only lasted like 10 seconds but it was really cool while it was happening yeah definitely they had like a series of warthogs like driving over a bridge and shooting at the the banshees and stuff as they're flying over top and you got like an entire squad of uh uh scorpion tanks and falcons yeah it was like a cool like strike force army thing right yeah everything that halo wars should have been and it wasn't and it wasn't (laughs) (laughs) that game should have been so much so much more like that Yeah, so wasn't. <laughs> no, not at all. That was it. Was a really cool moment. And I like the way that throughout the that mission, they continue to show that occurring in the background of the Covenant and UNSC clashing as you're taking out radar jammers or whatever the fuck you're doing. Yeah, I mean that was cool. I thought it was a little anticlimactic when the mission started and it was basically just you and the team again. Yeah, I was hoping to to be part of that strike force, like in some of the other halo games where you you know fight scarabs with tanks yeah why not could have done that again that could have been cool (laughs) yeah that would have been much more fun big old field with like you know you're in a scorpion tank and there's like a bunch of like partially broken vehicles around you just like a swarm of your team and their team fighting each other could have been really sweet yeah have a couple scarabs drop in from orbit like they do would have been cool yeah we've had a lot more fun with that but no and still good cutscene. Yeah, good cutscene. Instead, you uh, you go along a pretty linear pathway, go take out some guns, get picked up, crash land next to the spire you need to take out, board the thing, disable its shield, do the most cliche and annoying jump to the helicopter. Like, really? You can't pull it closer. You're really going to have the, oh, are we going to actually touch hands or am I going to miss you? Like, was anyone holding their breath when that happened? No. How many times and, have I seen that run through right. in a movie? And how many times have they missed? A, a couple, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Although it would have been funny if they missed, since we know that Spartans can fall from orbit and survive. So like the jumping to get to the helicopter is actually meaningless, because you just make a crater in the ground, they'd fly down and go, sorry, I guess I should have pulled up closer, <laughs> and you'd just step onto it, calling them assholes. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been pretty funny. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> but then another pretty cool scene they had though is where they uh you disable the cloak or whatever after you jump off the spire the big old unsc 
a ship of some sort comes flying down and I don't know, Mac rounds it or something. It just blows yep. up the whole thing and then it just pans above it and there's I guess Covenant Super Cruiser or something floating above you and just glasses your ship from the sky. Yeah. That was really neat. <laughs> that was really neat. I, I love it when they have the UNSC ships come in like real close and you kinda get an idea of how big they are. Yeah. But yeah, watching it immediately get fucked. Yeah. Watching it immediately get fucked was funny as shit. She's like, yay, aw. <laughs> like, yeah, we finally fucking won. So let's, let's do this. We we did our assault. Yeah, man. And then just flattened, hole punched straight through the center of it. Oh, so sad. So close. So then, yeah, then immediately after that, we get to probably the part of the game that, that pissed me off the most, which was the argument with the Spartans. Yeah, because like they're like all like, demoralized, like oh no, we can't beat that. It's too big. And then Carter's like, yeah, we're kind of royally fucked. We just gotta sit here and wait for orders. Yeah, and then Cat's like, oh, I'll show you how to take that big thing. Yep, takes a knife and starts <laughs> drawing on the sand or something. He's <laughs> like, all right. No, so as you all know, the entire military planet of Reach isn't equipped with any sort of nukes. So, and everyone goes, uh mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, this entire planet has no nukes. We knew that. We, we knew that from the start. Why would we ever have any nukes? Those things are bad for your why, health. Why are you mentioning this? And everyone else who's listening to this conversation is like, what? What? Why don't you have nukes? Why wouldn't you, you have, have nukes? nukes? <laughs> Especially if you have alien invaders potentially coming. Shouldn't and the winter contingency involve nuking them? Right. And this is your giant military base where you make your ships. And your armaments. Why don't you have nukes? Well, okay, Brian. Nukes are so last year. I don't know if you've ever heard of nuclear disarmament, but it's a thing. Uh, yeah. Get with the yeah, program, see, man. You don't, you don't usually do that when you're fighting a genocidal alien race, though. They're not genocidal. Have you seen how I many of like... how many species they openly accept? That's true, but they don't like humans, so fuck us. Well, maybe <laughs> we're just bad people then. You ever thought that we might just be discriminatory against them and they know that they've watched enough of our mm. tv so they're preemptively racist against us no they're just cleansing ah yes i mean we're pretty shitty as a species so i don't really blame them yeah but we are good at killing things <laughs> so in that vein we go and try and kill this covenant super cruiser by using my special skills which turn out to be a being a pilot i guess <laughs> yeah so that that comes up in that conversation which is what pissed me off the most it's not that there weren't nukes and that they're going to use a slip space drive instead it was the way the conversation went where they started like doing the quickly explaining things as if it makes sense just to like move the story along because otherwise people are going to stop and have to have a conversation and heaven forbid your cut scenes longer than a second Ugh. <sighs> Ugh. yeah it's like in it's like in i think one of the latest star wars movies did it where fucking um i can't remember his name but the the stormtrooper guy and the rebel uh engineer repair lady were going back and forth and going but then we could but then we could but then we could and that would mean and that would mean let's do it high five i'm like you just skipped over so many things no one ever talks like that you fucking pieces of shit. 
I don't know what you mean. They were just on the same page. They were they were Jedi no. mind melding. <laughs> they weren't Jedi. Well, stop making me. Everyone can right use now. the Force. Okay. <laughs> Have you ever heard of the cult of the midi chlorine? Yeah, I'm not gonna start talking about midi chlorines with you right now. That's um gonna make me even more angry. <laughs> How about that spaceship? <laughs> How about it? So you hop into these super secret spaceships, right? And you go fly into space, and you're like, yeah, man, I'm about to fly some top-secret spaceship shit. These must be special. These must be, like, the coolest spaceships ever. They probably have, like, I don't know, Gatling proton lasers or something. Uh, yeah. Nope. No. <laughs> they're, you go up there, they're space fighters. <laughs> they're, basic, they're basic bitch X-wings, and... It, you just fight off a couple banshees and some then shadows or I forget what they called the the heavier. I think they're phantoms. No, they weren't. Oh, phantoms. you're talking about the scarabs. They do send in scarab fighters. They they do send in phantoms later. Yeah, yeah. So you you got to fight off these things. You're like, are you fucking kidding me? This is Sword Base's super super secret X Project spaceship fighter program that you're a part of. It's just it's just like interceptor ships. How is we this super secret? <laughs> we didn't before now. You're telling me that before now we only ever used regular like frigates and you know like large battleships. We didn't have any interceptor fighters before now. Yeah, ignore the long sword fighters that are on the pillar of autumn that you well, escape on. No, no, that's not real. That's, what are you talking <laughs> about? Those were not super secret enough. <laughs> like you know maybe they, they had like cloaking color. or something like they were using some covenant technology no they didn't have anything on them that was going to help you it was just like they had a machine gun and they had and missiles oh yeah some missiles <laughs> like okay i guess you had shields no you had hull that regenerated maybe that was it i think it's your shields to absorb the damage of the ship <laughs> <laughs> i think so too it's like how when you get shot enough you you bleed out a little bit and then your your ship's better (laughs) yeah maybe you use some sort of blood magic who knows so Um, that was fucking dumb (laughs) and then right so so you get on the ship plant the plant the charge george takes the easy way out and (laughs) george also tosses you off of the ship and and like he, when he tosses you off the ship, right? Like, imagine you're on the International Space Station, and somebody pushes you off of the ship. Do you go plummeting to Earth? No, you continue no. to float in <laughs> orbit around, around like you know, a hundred meters away, and then a hundred and one meters away from the from the International Space Station. You don't, just, you don't just get dropped off of a space a orbiting spacecraft and then fall to the ground. You could just right. keep going in circles around the planks, you know? You should have like <laughs> you should like fastballed you in the opposite direction <laughs> or something. I was, gonna you know? s- I was gonna say he's a he's a Spartan man. You don't know how hard he pushed. He didn't push. He just <laughs> he just picked you up and went goodbye. And like dropped you out of the airlock. <laughs> you should have just like floated there like forever <laughs> 10 feet away as he gets warped away and so do you and then you look at each other and you quietly say to him george what have you done <laughs> yeah no kidding that was another thing that i didn't think of until you brought up i was like ah uh, he's got a really good point 
<laughs> you totally shouldn't have fallen back to, to reach. You should be chilling in space, slowly starving to death. Uh, unfortunately, <laughs> you know, I'm going to take it as that particular Covenant cruiser was using, like, super thrusters to stay hovering over one spot on the planet. Sure, why not? In, like, low orbit or something, so it's like, you know, you really gotta... You'd really have to be going fast to actually maintain the orbit, you know? Yeah, why not? Sure. I mean, they don't have nukes on reach. The Covenant carrier was just hovering. <laughs> the why? Covenant I, carriers have it. unlimited energy to spend pouring down to keep them off the surface. Well, I mean, they have alien tech, so duh. Yeah, no. I mean, that's fine. I'm just saying. Come on. <laughs> yeah. I like to imagine that right before the Covenant carrier voiped, the rest of the fleet showed up and George saw it before he teleported away, so he knew how pointless what he just did was. I like to think that he got teleported to wherever those things came from. <laughs> and saw the rest of the fleet. <laughs> just teleporting. In away. The, uh, yeah, just somewhere. <laughs> leaving him to wonder. <laughs> uh, wonder where they're going <laughs> probably not our way <laughs> Ooh, let's see if wherever they're going it's bad for us <laughs> there's no happy outcome to that one hmm. that's a big fleet oh well or, or or he hears a transmission from the carrier saying send the fleet <laughs> <laughs> where are we going to reach <laughs> voip shit <laughs> wait there's one now shoot it <laughs> yeah uh man that was funny um yeah you got a note here about a fusion cannon in the invaded city uh yeah yeah so uh so after you fall down from the ground right you're fighting through the city and <laughs> now we haven't talked about this yet but i was playing through the campaign on legendary and it's not easy everything has a ridiculous amount of health right <laughs> I'm like, okay, so what they've given me is I've managed to keep a plasma or a fusion cannon, uh, which is the Covenant rocket launcher, and bring it down with me on this mission. So what I wind up doing is they give me a Warthog, and I hand the Marine the fusion cannon because they get unlimited ammo while they have it. And I hop in the Warthog, and he hops in the side thing, and we just go, we just ball out on this mission I'm just driving around, and every single living thing that this guy sees, he just nukes. Like, nice. Like, fucking, like, perfect aim every time, which is the complete opposite of thing of when you tell them to drive, because when you tell them to drive, they just, like, go forward and then suddenly realize that they're on the wrong side of the road and stop and swivel over to the right side of the road and then resume. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Fucking no idiots. But... Yeah, that combo was so nice because for once I finally had an edge on these goddamn bastards with unlimited health. So I just drove that Warhog straight through every building, wedged it into every place I wasn't supposed to get it just to kill whatever thing was in that particular room. It was great. Nice. Yeah, giving the Marines the fuel rod can is a, a real nice treat. Now, giving them the plasma grenade launcher is is not. Oh, no. They they immediately turn and shoot at the thing to your left and hits you in the face they're like oh sorry sir i'll do better <laughs> next time to which you die respawn and shoot them in the face take their gun and drive away on your own <laughs> <laughs> right yeah it's really nice until you decide to bum rush like a ghost and they like wait two seconds too long and then just 
unload with it in your face. Yeah. Completely wrecking your warthog. Yeah, the only other thing I wanted to say about this invaded city section was that they had you fight the birds here. And after fighting the elites for the previous half of the game, it was so nice. I'm just like, oh my god, you're so easy to kill. <laughs> oh yeah, Needler As is overpowered against them. Yeah, I mean, their helmets come off so easily, and then you just need one headshot. And watching them come barreling out to you and then just go, and fall to the ground, you're just like, ugh, that was satisfying. Finally, Give me something more. easy to kill. Right. Finally, I don't have to watch you dodge all over the place, missing every single shot. Ugh. Too bad they don't have so, the super roll. Yeah, well, they're brutes. What do you want? I just want them to die quickly. <laughs> Which they <laughs> well, then so you're kindly in luck. provided, yeah. So let's uh let's talk about Cortana. Uh, yes, the part of the story so, that really bugged me the most. So here here's a quick question for you, Eric. Is Cortana an alien? Uh uh Wait, can I phone a friend? Yes. Uh, uh okay. Kevin? Kevin? Uh, is Cortana an alien? He doesn't know. Ah, fuck hmm. you, Kevin. <laughs> Some Halo fan he is. Yeah, jeez. You want to phone another friend? <laughs> uh, call my good buddy Brian. <laughs> oh, yeah, he happens to be on the phone right now. Um, okay. No, is she's not. No, oh. she's not. Oh, really? <laughs> Fascinating. Couldn't could have guessed that one. So you walk into this this Covenant artifact that's hidden under Sword Base, right? And uh, Forerunner. Oh yeah, sorry, Forerunner artifact that's hidden under sword base that halsey's been poking at right and you go through a defense mission and you get your way in there and she's like okay this is a forerunner artifact not in so many words but you know it's super secret the covenant want it and it's your job to take this artifact and she gestures to cortana standing there on a hologram platform you need you to take this artifact and i need you to bring it <laughs> You just bring it over to Commander Keys. Got that? And you're like, ma'am, yes, ma'am. And like, then the whole audience goes, blah. Because and then I was those looking of at us that, with the brain was, go, no. <laughs> it was heavily implied that it was Cortana. Oh, very that was much a, so. That was a Forerunner artifact. I'm like, there's no fucking way. What are you talking about? Where's the artifact that we're taking? Yeah. Even the only other thing that you could take from that, if you really stretch it, is that they found something in this artifact and Cortana has it. But the way that they talk in that, that cutscene is very clearly suggesting that she's an alien. Yeah, and it's like you you think of it like, okay, you're you're pointing at this thing and you're implying it's like a physical object, right? Like if it was data or something, you think they would have mentioned that it was like information. Which it turns out, I'm pretty sure it is information. Probably like information about the Halo ring or something. But they don't that's not how it's presented. They're like, take this yeah. Forerunner artifact, also known as this AI named Cortana, stick it on your back and take it with you. Yeah, and on the one hand, like they would have added maybe 10 more seconds of cutscene. This could have been explained better, and for some stupid reason they think that their fans can't handle more than like a minute of a cutscene before going like rabbit or something. Or where's my killing? Like, Jesus Put in some more info, okay? It's all right. I paid a lot of money for this game. You can give me more content. I know, like, Halsey's, like, the driest character that there is in this game, which is saying a lot, but, like, <laughs> at least she could do some exposition on, like, what's going on. 
Well, especially for a game that's only exposition when it comes to any conversation. Mm-hmm. Like, this is the one time they're just like, no, <laughs> we're going to be vague. We're going to be super vague, and you got to finish this game so you can go play multiplayer. So here's the thing. Take it over there. Right. Boom, boom, done. Now go kill each other. Forever. Um, but yeah, even if you go and take the, the path of, oh, she was talking about the data, and it's the Halo ring location. Wrong. Wrong. Fake news. It's no. that They found that on a different planet. <laughs> this is oh. not located on Reach. Was there a Covenant or a Forerunner artifact on Reach? Um, in the actual storyline? Yes. Yes. Oh. But that's not where they that's, found That's them. not what it is. There is an actual Forerunner artifact, which we'll talk about uh, probably between Halo 1 and Halo 2, when we discuss how the hell Master Chief got from the Halo ring back to Earth. Um, so there is a Forerunner artifact, but that's not where they found the location of the halo ring they found that on a different planet and master chief they didn't know that's what it was but master chief intercepted it and uh cortana while they were running away from reach used it as a star coordinate to jump to and happened upon the halo ring doing so all right well so that part of the story is complete bullshit then yep Hmm. yeah like also the fact that the pillar of autumn's uh in space and not on reach and Cortana's already on the Pillar of Autumn, helping them fight the Covenant fleet with all the Spartans. <laughs> hmm. I'm sensing only some inconsistencies. Come... Yeah. Like we said in the previous podcast, this is a... there's just a lot of stuff that's not consistent between the two stories, unfortunately. And there's no reason that they couldn't have made the book version into this game, because they, the... they have almost all of the Spartan 2s come down to the surface to try and defend the orbital, well, the generators for the orbital Mac cannons, and that could have easily been this game, but they decided to go with this weird conspiracy theory version instead. I don't know, man. Stupid. Stupid, agreed. <laughs> and then, in the last mission, I, sorry, this is more about my particular campaign. I can't, <laughs> I was just having a real tough time with this particular game. You go in to this final mission, and they're like, "All right, let's play King of the Hill. You gotta, you gotta t- stand on this this building and prevent the Covenant from coming and killing you. And we'll just do that until you feel like you're bored, pretty much. And also, we're not gonna give you any ammo. We're gonna give you a sniper rifle, which is complete bullshit against any of the enemies they're sending at you. And we're gonna give you mm, plasma pistol. Sounds good. So I walk <laughs> out there with no ammo at this point." And they give you, like, I don't know, three or four waves of, of enemies coming at you. And I'm like, man, I can't kill any of these people with the ammo you've given me. It's like, everybody, all of my Marines are carrying assault rifles. One of them has a DMR, which I hold on to for dear life. <laughs> and I'm just like, well, fuck, I guess I'm going to have to use the plasma pistol. And that's when I finally learned that the plasma pistol is not that bad, you know? It's not that bad. It's not that it's bad. It's a good gun. You just rapid fire that into any enemy for a long enough time and run away, and eventually they'll die. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a good gun. Um, did you realize that the second floor of that little building had like an armory in it? Yeah, it had an armory in it. An armory filled with machine guns. It didn't even have a pistol. It had a it had a grenade launcher. Yeah, the grenade launcher sucks ass against the brutes, though. Uh, let's. You know... Yeah, let's let's talk about that uh, in a minute when we 
we go on to weapons and shit. Um, how did you end up at beating this mission? Because I know you you kind of cheated. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. So you go. <laughs> so the very last thing you gotta do is hop on the Mac cannon, shoot off, shoot a bunch of uh, phantoms. Uh, phantoms, yes, phantoms out of the sky, and then you have to plant one more shot in the belly of a Covenant cruiser. Uh, so that the pillar of autumn can take off. Cool. Sounds good. Hop on the gun. Start shooting some Die. of the phantoms out. Like 30 seconds into it, I'm dead. Don't even see the thing coming. Next time, same thing. Shoot it down a bunch of phantoms. I can't seem to get them all. Die. Restart. Next time, get on the gun. Get back off of the gun. Allow the animations <laughs> to play out. Get on the gun and then shoot the thing in the sky. Boom. Done. Piece of cake. <laughs> Yeah, I, I chose the harder route of learning exactly where the phantoms come from and not missing a single shot. Um, I didn't it didn't even occur to me that I could get off that gun after I started getting shot at. <laughs> I swear they must have forgotten to prevent you from doing that. Does yeah, that's yeah, that sounds like a glitch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it was probably patched in whatever version you were playing, but I was playing offline, so I mean I could have I may have been able to get off the gun, I just didn't think to do it. How'd you use your brain? I was killing things, man. What's there to think about? Uh, how to not die? Mac round plus phantom equals dead phantom. That's all I was thinking. What I was thinking is I could use a Gatling Mac round gun. Yeah, no kidding. That would have been kind of cool. <laughs> that would have been pretty cool. Uh, all right. Let's, um, <laughs> let's talk about a little bit of gameplay here. So does anyone not know what kind of game Halo is? Probably not. I think everyone's pretty aware. <laughs> yeah, so in case you don't know, have you ever played Call of Duty? Imagine that, but not shitty. That's what Halo's like. Yeah, where you have like much... health and shields. Pretty cool. And cool guns. Yeah, cool guns. That's definitely what Call of Duty's missing, man. They need to have some like fucking like laser rifles. They they need to be less bang bang and more pew pew, am I right? Yeah. Pew pew pew. Exactly. But yeah, so to be more specific, <laughs> it's a, it's a first-person shooter. Um, the levels are open and linear at the same time. They give you a decent amount of playground in which to, to choose your route a lot of times. Um, you have a shield system. In this version, you do have health on top of that. And uh, there are vehicles that you can drive if you so choose. And that's that's pretty much it. I mean, it's it's a pretty standard first-person shooter. It's, it's the one I personally think that drove how first-person shooters work on the console. Like, they're, I think, the first ones that did it right and got the controls down proper. Yeah, they were one of the first ones that included reasonable amount of auto-aim mm -hmm. uh, to allow for use of vehicles and, um, I guess, just regular manual aiming to be functional especially when somebody else is like driving your car or whatever um yeah they definitely made it possible for you to like strafe and shoot at an object at the same time with the controller yeah they did a very good job of actually the controls throughout every portion of the game are incredibly well done and it, they carried that through all the way up i mean all the games have good controls but they they never fucked them up they may have moved something but they always had very good controls um the real meat of, of what makes Halo unique, though, when it comes to gameplay is, is the various weapons that you get. So I'll go through the uh, the human weapons, and you want to do the Covenant weapons? Yeah, sounds good. So the 
the UNSC weapons are pretty standard, what you would expect. You've got a pistol, you have an assault rifle, so a machine gun. You have what's called the DMR, which is a um, semi-automatic rifle, unlike the battle rifle from the previous games, which is a burst rifle. Uh, you have a sniper rifle, a shotgun, a grenade launcher, which is a new addition in this game, as is the DMR, which uh, Eric previously corrected me on. I could have sworn that was in Halo 3, but apparently I have terrible memory. That's right. Um, That's right. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm not going to back out of that one. I made a mistake. <laughs> and they also have a, a rocket tears. launcher. They can taste and... them all the way over here. <laughs> can you collect them? They have a, would you like me to cry you a sweater out of them? Yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then they also have a Spartan laser, which is a shoulder-mounted laser, which I will, I don't care who you are, that is the worst gun in the game because it is impossible to shoot anything with that. Would you like to defend the Spartan laser or will you agree with me that every time you found it, you're like, nah, I'm good. I love the Spartan laser, man. That thing is so easy to use. You Fuck just you. charge it up and shoot them. I don't see what Fuck the problem you. is. <laughs> Fuck you. If they jump into the air, then you charge it up, and then you shoot them. Like, what, what's your problem? It's a one-shot kill. How could you fail? I know you don't kill people with a Spartan laser. You're just <laughs> trying to make me look like an asshole. Nah, man, that thing's awesome. Kill them every time. It's like a sniper rifle. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm gonna, that's right. I'm going to walk away from this. So, <laughs> the other thing I want to highlight about the human weapons is that the pistol they gave us back, the original Halo 1 pistol with the scope. Yes. Which is... The best that's what sold me on this game man whenever i first pulled out that pistol and i realized i was able to scope again i was like all right i'm gonna be playing this for at least a couple years <laughs> yeah no matter you what you guys finally answered my call that's what's necessary it's not as damaging as it was in the first game and you can't one shot a, a hunter in the back with it but it's still so nice having a long-range weapon that has a decent amount of ammo to it yeah for sure and having it as a sidearm all the time it's perfect. Yeah, it made uh, online multiplayer different, but mm -hmm. I think in a good way. I think it was really cool to be able to just like, all right, I always got this pistol in my back pocket. If I see someone with their shields down, switch to that and pop them. You know. Yeah. That's for the uh, covenant weapons. Let's roll through those because there's a lot more of them. Right. So the plasma pistol. It's a covenant version of the pistol, but not a precision weapon. Basically, it's only purpose and competitive and unless you're completely out of ammo and they only provide you with the plasma pistol the only purpose is to charge up take out people's shields mm -hmm. um which is a broken combination with a precision weapon like the pistol the regular pistol good um, old noob combo oh yeah it's perfect and then you have the plasma repeater which is the i think this is its only appearance in any of the halo games it has there are some variations on it in the later ones, but it's basically the assault rifle version for the Covenant, um, where garbage. it's kind of just a garbage assault rifle compared to the regular assault rifle. And then yeah. you have the plasma rifle, which is what should actually be the assault rifle, um, which, which takes out... Which is a great weapon. Oh, yeah. It takes out shields a lot better than the fucking plasma repeater. Um, and you have the needler... Uh, which is the, well, classic Halo. Like, like we said before, who doesn't know how Halo works? <laughs> it's a, it's a machine, machine gun um, weapon that whose bullets kind of trace the enemy but move pretty slowly. 
and once you accumulate enough needles in the the target they explode into a big pink mist which um, is awesome oh yeah it's a sweet weapon uh, then you have the spiker which is the pretty much exclusively brute weapon just like the machine gun for the brute i don't know it had a purpose yeah, in halo 3 because you could dual wield it but it doesn't really have any purpose and it's kind of the I don't know which one I would pick between the plasma repeater and the spiker. I think they're both garbage weapons that you pick up when you're out of ammo. I I just use my fists instead. Yeah, yeah I just I just hold it and <laughs> pretend like the blade on the bottom does more damage. Right. <laughs> Honestly, it should have it should have been able to one hit kill people with low shields or something, you know. But uh, yeah, that's the the spiker. Then you got the needle rifle, which is a new addition to this game. To I guess, be the balance for the human DMR. Um, it's a semi-automatic. I guess it's kind of automatic. If you hold down the trigger, it keeps shooting, but it's just as slow as if you regularly shot hmm. um, rifle that shoots needles. So if someone's out of shields and you accumulate enough needles on them, they'll explode. It's pretty sweet. I'm convinced yeah. that it has like a lower amount of auto-aim compared to the DMR, though, or something. Like, it's... It's like area where it's considered a headshot is smaller because uh, it's a lot harder to headshot people with that compared to the DMR. Uh, then you got the concussion rifle, which if you're familiar with earlier Halo games, it's kind of like the brute shot, um, except it's got a slower fire and it doesn't rebound, I don't think, off of objects. It's got a bigger area of effect, too. I think it has like a very slight, like if it grazes something, it might, but... Yeah, I think it yeah, might be right. Kind of. um, but my opinion, inferior brute shot. It's the mm-hmm. the shot just brute shot so was so much better. Right? Yeah, brute shot was so much better, and it had the blade on the bottom, which just looked cool. Yeah, again, just pretend like it does more damage. <laughs> yeah, you, I like to feel that it did. Yeah, and then the power weapons for the Covenant are the plasma grenade launcher, which is also a new addition. Charge it up and shoots a series of four. Uh, Plasma kind of plasma grenades. grenades i don't think they do as much damage as a plasma grenade does because one they, stick doesn't yeah. kill you i don't think but they do home yeah they do home um definitely so bullshit weapon they'll trust you <laughs> they're pretty cool <laughs> it's cool but it's bullshit i mean you pick up one of those online and you're guaranteed to kill that's what a power weapon's for man so then they got the fuel rod cannon classic does a little bit of bounce solid mm-hmm. explosion um basically a one hit kill on anything unless you're playing legendary online in which case you gotta dump a whole magazine into <laughs> someone before they consider dying you got the energy sword which uh, is kind of a homing sword melee weapon if you're not familiar with that then i don't know get a life go play halo yeah <laughs> what the fuck's wrong with you and the gravity hammer is the brute version of the energy sword slightly homing and pushes people away whenever it's activated yeah you can also deflect things with it if you time it just right yeah not yeah if you time it just right if you're if you're sitting there going yeah shoot a rocket at me you go might, ahead you could do it. you could do it but you're not gonna do that you're just gonna step to the left instead <laughs> yeah so the only thing i wanted to touch upon on here was not a big fan of the needle rifle i liked my covenant carbine thank you very much and i felt like the needle rifle kind of it it made it so i guess this is an elitist way of looking at it but i was very good at halo and i didn't like the way that these noobs were coming in and killing me so much easier because they had a rifle that they didn't need to aim so not a fan i thought 
Needle Rifle was a cool concept. It did feel campaign. really squishy, though, whenever I was using it online. I felt like I would just rather have a DMR every time I had it. It didn't do enough yeah. damage per shot to the person's shields. Agreed. It did. I just didn't like it. If I if I had a choice, I'd always take the DMR. And uh, the fucking sniper rifle for the Covenant is garbage. Oh, yeah, I didn't mention that. The focus rifle is the uh, Covenant sniper rifle. And that thing... It's not. It's the worst. It's not it's... garbage online as much as it's garbage in the campaign. It's... It it drains people's shields pretty quickly, but you can't really get a headshot with it, so it's pretty much useless on or on the campaign, and it's like nowhere near as good as the regular uh, sniper rifle online. Yeah. Um, and like <laughs> the other thing is like I feel like some of the covenant weapons are designed so that people who are bad at halo can still play halo <laughs> yeah definitely you know, like the needle definitely rifle, feel that the needle rifles like oh if you can't get a headshot that's okay just shoot them three times and they'll blow up oh you can't get a headshot well just use the use the covenant sniper rifle and then you shoot them in the body until they die yeah that's honestly i think most of the decisions that they made in terms of like what they were changing about the covenant weapons and the human weapons were just for the balance for that um, online invasion multiplayer game. I think that's the only reason that they did it, so that the elites and the and the Spartans were balanced. And then there's the oh, you can't uh, you can't play Halo. That's fine. Just use the plasma repeater and get totally fucked by anybody with an assault rifle. Yeah. <laughs> no, that gun was garbage, and it was even more frustrating on the campaign because when the elites had it, they would kill you with it because oh yeah, they just had perfect accuracy with it, and then you pick it up and you watch it spray a whole wall and you're like this is horseshit i can't kill anything with this thing yeah and the bullets with the assault rifle are instant you know you shoot it and it hits yeah. them but this fucking plasma repeater it takes like a half second to get there and that's all someone needs to make it way to difficult out for of you the to way. Hit them, you know <laughs> yeah especially the elites to just jump in some arbitrary direction yeah i'm gonna change my vector now <laughs> you know what i think i want to be 30 feet to the left perfect done <laughs> with my momentum canceling <laughs> boots boot rollers yeah, yeah. fuck Freaking that dumb. also they took away dual wield for no reason absolutely no reason don't understand why they would do that and the elites in the campaign <clears throat> they could dual wield oh yeah mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. no problem so it was just you Apparently, we hadn't discovered the dual-wielding technology at this point. Yeah, that was some bullshit, man. I feel like they didn't... I guess maybe the point would be that they shouldn't allow you to start with any weapon that could be dual-wielded. No. And, and then, then they could limit the amount of dual-wieldable weapons so that when you did dual-wield, it was powerful, you know? That would have been cool. Or you just l let people dual-wield, and if you're bad at the game, you're fucking bad at the game, get better. Like... <laughs> <laughs> there's there's no real reason to not let someone dual wield because there's a, there is a negative doing that if you have another gun in your hand you can't throw grenades like there was a drawback to picking up two weapons yeah no that's fair it's just like the the i think what they were going for with this one was that you know if you had a plasma rifle that it could be as powerful as an, any other gun you know and i understand that that's like a different take on halo that hasn't happened since halo one so i thought that was kind of cool but like it's so dumb because they could have just come up with a bunch more interesting dual wieldable weapons like the mall you know 
right. Malza Halo Three um, shotgun. Shotgun. Yeah, like a real shitty single-handed shotgun. But if you had two of them, it would essentially function as a real close-range one-hit kill. Mm-hmm. And they they could have added more guns to the game to easily compensate for that. It, there's no every single decision they made on here was one of those moments of like like oh thank you i'm so glad that you gave me back my scope for the pistol oh but in order to have this you're going to take away my battle rifle thank you for giving me back the assault rifle i kind of miss this gun oh but to compensate for that you're going to give me a plasma repeater Ugh. oh thank you for giving me a needler that actually does a decent amount of damage without needing two of them oh now i can't dual wield anything any- what <laughs> yeah yeah well okay so i do actually support their their choice that the needler should be a single-handed weapon. I did enjoy the fact that you could spray people down with two needlers in Halo 2 and 3. That was but, so satisfying. But I feel like with the newer needler, it's like it has a I, I'm convinced it has a longer range of where it'll start tracking the other opponent and I feel like it's it feels like a more powerful weapon like it did in Halo 1. And I think it should feel like a powerful weapon cuz it's pretty sweet. Yeah, but I just loved watching the pink mist going at someone. Because when you saw someone come up to you with two needlers, you just went, fuck. <laughs> gotta stick him. Yeah, I gotta <laughs> find... He's got he's got about two seconds of putting needles into the air before I'm dead. I gotta do something fast. <laughs> I've got two seconds to run as close as I can and just hopefully stick him. <laughs> yeah. That's good, though. The one weapon power weapon that they include in this one that i didn't like was the um the grenade launcher i thought that weapon was just i mean online it was pretty functional but in the campaign it was a complete waste of time you shoot that thing at an elite it has like an emp option right you hold the trigger down then let go and it blows up as an emp grenade so you know you could take out someone's shields with it and a direct hit should kill them yeah yeah i've I never knew that. Yeah, if you hold the trigger down when you shoot the grenade launcher, it doesn't go off until you let go, and when it does let go, it EMPs them, so you can, like, take down a Banshee and then take it, you know, like a plasma pistol round. Um, Wow, I had no fucking idea. Right, so... But the problem is, in the campaign, when you're playing on a difficult level, that thing doesn't do shit against shields. You EMP... uh, an elite nothing hit him again with it nothing hit him again with it they might have lost their shields but they probably already killed you by that time hmm. yeah no i i even not knowing about the mp bit of it um i hard disagree i i always use the grenade launcher my only complaint was it didn't have enough ammo i love that gun you kidding me the thing had a ton of ammo not whenever you're using it constantly to kill people well okay i mean I it is a power get your weapon. bounce down man gotta get your bounce down <laughs> no nah. Not on Legendary, man. They had way too much health to, to for that thing to do anything to them. I mean, I'm not going to argue that the elites were unreasonably <clears throat> difficult to kill. Jeez, any more of this, I'm going to start sounding like Alex Jones. <laughs> this is InfoWars. Pretty sure my voice box fell out last year. <laughs> <laughs> this is what it sounds like when you talk about the deep state every day. Nonstop. <laughs> Can't stop talking. I have a condition. <laughs> It's a globalist. <laughs> Capitalist propaganda. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get vaccinated. They're just trying to immunize you and make it so you're sterile. It's all, all Hillary Clinton. 
<laughs> anyway, <laughs> no, I <laughs> I love the grenade launcher. That that gun was the best. <laughs> yeah, as you just should have been better at shooting. Man. Yeah, fuck off. It's not, it's not a good gun, man. They could have done. It's better like your complaint about. It's like your complaint about the needle rifle not having enough auto aim. I don't know what you're talking about. I I was fine with shooting people with it. I just didn't like how it gave other people a leg up on me. Are you kidding me? That thing sprayed out in like a fat cone unless you were within the distance that the reticle turns red. Like should have shot better, man. You can't shoot better. <laughs> it's a fan of needles. <laughs> no, I'm talking about the needle rifle, not the. Oh, oh I thought you were talking about needles. <laughs> the needler. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you hate the needle rifle too. Yeah, I do, but I can still make fun of you for not being as good at aiming as me. <laughs> uh huh. Some bullshit, man. I will have you. I will let have you, you gonna... know that I acquired enough. Uh, what what do they call them? Rec, rec, credits. Credit credits. Enough CRs to to buy the storm appearance on my online character. It was one yeah, million well, credits. Yeah, play long enough, you'll be a three star golden general in Call of Duty too. What's your point? <laughs> it just means that you did you just play the game a lot, man. <laughs> yeah, you want, you, want to, you want to go? Want to one v one me? Let's let's go Halo Two right now. Come on. We're talking about Halo Reach. <laughs> Fuck you up. All right. <laughs> Plasma repeaters, go. Oh, you're on. <laughs> <laughs> Throw it on the ground. Take out the fists. <laughs> let's go. Zero percent. Zero percent power energy swords. Take it down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, what about the vehicles? Because they, they did a lot with the vehicles in this one, too. A lot of uh, additions, and they kind of changed a few things about them, but I think the ones that they kept, they didn't change too much. Right. All right, vehicles. So I think, basically, for most Halo games, I really like driving the vehicles. That was always my like multiplayer-like thing. I'm like, I'll drive, you know? Mm-hmm. I, I was not bad at it. So, like... Whenever I saw that they kept the mongoose in, good choice. Mongooses definitely should have been in from the beginning, in my opinion. Um, Agree. They're pretty kind of useless but fun. Right, useless but fun. Um, <laughs> useful in the camp or in the multiplayer to some extent. Um, the mongoose in Halo Reach is way too slippery for my taste. It's like every hard landing you do makes you bounce and do like three somersaults and then land upside down without fail, you know, (laughs) and kill your passenger. There's nothing you can do about it. (laughs) Um, that bothered me. The warthog is also a little bouncy, but I really enjoyed the handling on it. I thought you can get some really nice turns with the brakes. Uh, so I had a lot of fun driving around the campaign with, uh, I gave my, my passenger, the, uh, the, um, covenant rocket launcher, What's it called? Uh, the what the fuck? Fusion is it rifle. No, uh, no fuel rod. Fuel rod, yeah, fuel yeah. rod cannon. And he was just, <laughs> of course, they have unlimited ammo, so they're just like gunning down everything. As soon as I see a wraith, as soon as I see anything, he just wastes it immediately. <laughs> <laughs> that was always the best, given like the rocket launcher to the passenger until you drive past like a, a pillar or something, and he shoots the pillar, and then you just. Flips the whole car and or, kills everyone in it. <laughs> or in this one, specifically, where you give them the pl- the Covenant uh, plasma grenade launcher, and they look over you and shoot you in the head with the uh, fucking thing. Yep. <laughs> and kill you. 
You only make that mistake once. Dummies. While we're on that topic, real quick, the AI friends, if you, I don't know if you ever tried to get them to drive. There was like a Goss Warthog. I'm like, all right, I think I'll let oh someone my God, else drive. They're the me. worst. <laughs> in the front, and literally, like, every time I would play through this mission, I would be like, all right, we're going to do it this time. And he would drive across this bridge, <laughs> make a hard right into the bridge like guardrail and then just back up and move forward over and over again until I got (laughs) (laughs) like like his path that he was pre-programmed to go on was just wrong (laughs) he couldn't figure out what the problem was yeah I never let anyone drive me in this game it was they they would without doubt drive like 20 miles an hour on the right side of the road (laughs) <laughs> with their hazard lights on and just ask the enemy to shoot them <laughs> oh i need to stop there's a stop sign here the the light is red sir i know that the the, the city's on fire but i have to stop here i don't want to get a ticket boom <laughs> <laughs> they'll kick me out of the unsc if i get a ticket <laughs> right this will be my third one they're gonna take away my license <laughs> oh my god yeah they're i never let them drive did you actually found a Goss Warthog though? I I only mm. ever found the one with the rockets and the chain gun. They did have one Goss Warthog in that uh, campaign. Okay, because that was something I was going to complain about was that they took away my fucking Goss Warthog. But no. if it was there and I just didn't find it, that's my fault. Yeah, and they never included on the campaign map or on the multiplayer maps unless it's like a real big one, just because it's so fucking powerful. It is. I love the Goss Warthog. So good. <laughs> Although the Rocket Warthog was pretty sweet too. Not gonna lie. Yeah, I like the Rocket yeah, that, Warthog. That was a change that I was okay with. Um, what about what they they did with the uh, the Wraith Ghost, the Revenant? I personally was a fan of it. I thought it was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's kind of weird in a weird place because it's not quite as good as like it's definitely better than like a Warthog is in terms of like fighting ghosts or whatever. But it's not quite as good as a Goss Warthog because it's so inaccurate. So I thought it was an, an interesting middle ground to kind of mix up how you're going to respond to the enemy. Like if you're in a wraith, it's kind. It can be difficult to like nail, pin them down because they're so quick. But if you're in, a, yeah, but they're not as quick as a ghost, fucked, you know. Yeah, I didn't. I liked them when I had them. Yeah. <laughs> when I was fighting them, I hated them because they were they were notorious for being able to quick swipe you as you drove by. Like the the AI that was shooting from them were really fucking accurate and they their shots move pretty damn fast and they still do a ton of damage so like if they hit your warthog you're gonna get flipped a couple of times and if you do get flipped and you inevitably land upside down they're gonna have another couple rounds heading at you that are gonna kill you mm-hmm. um now for the actually before we move on to the real one i want to talk about what uh was this the first time that they let people that they separated the chain gun on the scorpion from the main uh, driver, or did that happen in three? I think that happened in three. Okay, that's what I thought. I yeah, I like it for like an online play balancing thing because it gave the wraith a little more even playing ground um, for taking over tanks in the campaign. Not a fan. <laughs> yeah, it made it pretty difficult to deal with like people at close range when you didn't have control over the turret and the turret was just like essentially a free kill for the enemy sniper like Mm -hmm. you know you get in that turret you're dead like no someone is going to shoot you in the face yeah like they needed to hide your head better they needed to stick you in like a an armored 
shell, at least so that if you start getting shot at, you can get out, you know? Or maybe like a duck button. Yeah, that'd be fine. Can't shoot unless you're not ducked, just so that you can actually get into combat before you get sniped. <laughs> right, or maybe you can shoot, but you're wildly inaccurate. Oh yeah, that'd be fine. Yeah. Not, not, I always I missed having the scorpion uh, chain gun when I was driving the scorpion tank, because the AI just doesn't use it right. You know, they they only shoot when people come close enough and it's like, no, I could I could still shoot at that guy over there. Yeah, just I, I can pick away at their armor while I'm waiting for my cannon to cycle. Right, like don't worry, man, you're not gonna run out of bullets. Right. <laughs> <laughs> just shoot. I don't care if it makes an annoying repetitious noise, just shoot at anything all the time. Right. Now the last one is the the stark contrast between the fucking flying vehicles. Oh, yeah. The Falcon or the Hornet. I think they called it a Falcon in this one. Yeah. Dude, that thing was so overpowered. That was not a fair match for the Panshees. No, it wasn't. Not at all. It was... They they definitely tempered how often it would spawn. And I mean, it was a little easier to kill as like someone with a rocket launcher than the Banshees. Because you could actually dodge a lot of the rockets with the Banshee. But it just demolished mm-hmm. any of the Banshees or for that matter warthogs or whatever you know like the banshees versus a warthog depending on how good you are flying a banshee you might get fucked up by the warthog you know Mm -hmm. but like there was no contest if you had one of the falcons or whatever it was called um you would just kill anything that wasn't a tank right and it had the the ability to hover so you could you could just chill in the background and and shoot stuff from wherever the fuck you wanted to and Unless they had a long-range explosive, there was nothing that they were going to be able to do to, to take you down. Yeah, I feel like they should have made it so that you can be sniped out of it a little bit. That would have been cool. You know, because then you would have motivation to keep, like, moving, you know? I don't think that you could be sniped out of it. I might be wrong. Or maybe it was harder than I remember. You probably could, but I think the way the cockpit was positioned, they it was really hard to see the, the pilot. Yeah. Um. Because the previous version, the Hornet, you couldn't shoot. You had to have people in it to, ma- to man the machine guns. And I, that was how they balanced it out, was that you actually had to have like people in it. And so the pilot's job was to keep people from dying. And then you had the side gunners to take down. And that, that kind of balanced it out a lot more. This one was just... And I think you could still carry people in it, couldn't you? Uh, I don't know if they had sure. guns, but... I, I think you could have people on it. You're saying in Halo 3. Um, in Halo Reach, they had this one. and In one of the other Halos, they had a Hornet, and it had side gunners. Hmm. Yeah, I guess it's been a while. No. I, think it was, I think it was 3. I'm, I'm very not sure now because... <laughs> I Well, the thing is, I don't remember... You've corrected me like four times. I don't times. remember it yeah, yeah, being a, a multiplayer thing, but I'm not sure on that one, honestly. Yeah, Halo 3 had the Hornet. It had two side-mounted machine guns that someone else could could man. Okay. Um, and it was on the the online play, but it was like very infrequent. You had to be on certain maps to get it. That makes sense. Um. Anyway, anything else we want to talk about with regard to like gameplay and shit? Um. So I wanted to mention. I don't know if it goes here, but the health system. Mm. They did bring back health packs. Yes. Oh my god. So this was like. When I was first reading about the game before it came out, it was the pistol and then the health system. And I was like, okay. It's like, this game has my interest. Because that was back at, like, the height of the 
what I personally hated was the, just the regen system. It was the like Call of Duty bleeding, bleeding your eyes out. Yeah, it was like everywhere in games, and they just kept making it like you know faster and faster to just gain all your health back. And I think uh, was it Halo two and three had it, or was it just three? Two. It was just like you had yeah, you just had the bar, and it would just go down, and it would, and it would fill back up. And I was just like, oh, I, I loved in the first Halo where you know yeah you had your overshield, but you had that health, and you had to get the health packs. And so if you were down into the red, you had to like be extra careful to make sure you didn't take damage and then that they just took that whole mechanic away and they're just like yeah just just hide somewhere for like two seconds so i was i really didn't like that and then yeah they announced it for this game and i was like yes finally (laughs) return of the health packs in this and gaming everywhere yeah so i was i really liked it yeah i like the way that uh when you pick them up it starts immediately regenerating your shields that's what i used them for most of the time uh, you just snag it and then hide and your health's back or your shields are back before your enemies are. Yeah, definitely having health packs back was a was a good call too. That's that that era of Call of Duty wasn't exactly the best choices. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's interesting looking back on that. Like that was a complete phase where everybody was just trying to do that. It was like that in Gears were like dominating everything and the gameplay was just everywhere. Now, like nowadays they're starting to go back towards more health packs like in the battlefields now like it doesn't regen completely it only does it for a little tiny bit and you need health packs which i never saw the problem with health packs yeah i mean i always liked uh, having the extra element of managing your health not just like trying to run away and hide somewhere well when you think about it like the uh the whole red screen and then wait until the red screen goes away it's essentially having a shield right mm-hmm. you know it just doesn't display yeah. it for you so, you know, in Call of Duty, you get shot up, and then you go hide, and then your shields regenerate, essentially. Yeah, no, that's true. I yeah. also like the, the health system because it, it gives you the potential to do damage to someone. Um, you may not win that little encounter, but at least you did something, so maybe another teammate can take them down. Or, well, yeah, yeah, it had to be on multiplayer because that doesn't mean anything in the campaign. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't. Just for you. But it does... It does add a little bit of of caution in, in areas where things become more tense because you're down on health. Although on Legendary, your health bar is pretty much pointless. Yeah. Like, the second your shields are gone, you're pretty much just dead if someone gets a shot on you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I did like it, um, having the health packs. Because I feel like that with the shields, with just the shields, in, or in multiplayer, where it kind of just punishes you for not like finishing the person off right away. And you can't really have like a prolonged battle because everything just keeps resetting if they get out of your view for like five seconds. And so it was nice. Like you could mm. constantly, you could keep like wearing someone down. Like if you, and it's, it's in this game and other games where like if you did a lot of damage to someone and they run away, you're like, all right, I know he's low. So you can like change up your strategy instead of just being like, ah, crap, like he got away. So I guess I'm just gonna, gonna have to go do the whole same thing all over again. Yeah. Um, I I'd kind of disagree on that. I think it depends on the map. Because, like, Halo 2, when you're playing missions like Lockout, um, the map is so small that there really isn't a... Unless you're playing 1v1, someone's not going to run away from you. Um, having them close, you need that shield to regenerate quickly to give you a chance if someone surprises you and to kind of balance out and keep things interesting whereas in something like battlefield the maps are gargantuan and you can 
easily lose someone. So, and there's so many other people that it kind of gives a larger tactical view to to taking down someone's health and maybe helping the team move forward. Uh, I think it really depends. And Reach is kind of somewhere in between because they have some very large maps that are closer to a battlefield type game um, than the standard older Halo missions were or Halo maps were. But at the same time, the health system still works. So I, I'd still prefer to have a health pack. Yeah. So as a, as for the graphics, the only thing I want to touch on here is it looks pretty damn good for, for such an old game. Yeah. Um, you can tell that it's an old game when you like really stare at the grass and realize it's kind of just painted on the ground. Or if you look into the distance into the sky box and realize that they're kind of just like cardboard cutouts moving around in the background. But you know, for all intents and purposes, they it looks really good. <laughs> yeah, even playing it when well when I first played it, I was on the CRT TV. Um, I didn't get a flat screen until oh, those must have been the days of Skyrim is when I got it. So dated back to Skyrim Zero after Skyrim. Yeah, <laughs> zero, zero years. Um, that's when I picked I think up. We bought a flat screen at the same time. Yeah. Um, so initially i thought it looked like all other halo games but then when i got a flat screen it actually looked pretty good (laughs) yeah it's amazing what resolution does yeah so (laughs) um yeah i think it they did a pretty good job even playing it back again uh yesterday i saw that uh somehow this ancient relic of a 360 that we have that was like grinding and you know chugging along made like <laughs> it was louder than the tv i was playing on because i was trying to be quiet because it was like one o'clock in the morning and this thing's like, <laughs> like I was gonna explode. uh even on that thing it still ran with pretty solid graphics i thought it was, i was getting kind of worried that it was gonna catch on fire at some point but <laughs> definitely like at the edge of what the 360 was capable of i think <laughs> yeah my my xbox one wasn't making any noise when i was playing it well <laughs> hey this thing man this thing's probably like 13 years old or something at this point so i know you know gotta give it's it amazing credit. they still run <laughs> yeah i all my computers and laptops seem to die much earlier than that so whatever they did with that one it's a good piece of hardware despite the red rings of death yeah give them credit it's like the ps2 fucking dinosaurs don't die very very functional dinosaurs (laughs) yeah you said you said you had some problem with the audio i'm trying to figure out what you could possibly be talking about oh i was gonna talk about the music oh what about it okay so remember the days when halo used to rock like, <laughs> yeah, they got the fucking like Trans Siberian Orchestra or something to do their soundtrack and for like Halo One and Two. It's like electric guitars screaming and like you know some crazy violin shit going on. Like it was, it was a cool soundtrack. Like you know, it was in, hard to agree. It was intense. It made you feel like you were about to get into some shit, you know. And somehow something happened with Halo Three, and everything just became sadness. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's just melancholy. <laughs> oh, you bought our game Pling. again. Thank you. Pling. We need Pling. the attention. When are you going to play me? 
<laughs> like I can't. Yeah, I don't understand why they why they seem to switch the attitude so much. They need to go back and like get some more. Uh, I don't know cheer in their music, and Halo Reach wasn't an exception to that trend. It. It's, I think it was worse. Yeah, it's definitely a sad... I mean, if you're looking at it from a campaign perspective, yeah, okay, you need to have some sad music. It's just, don't make that, like, the main menu <laughs> sound. Yeah, it is It is depressing music. I mean, I have a note about it that says the music's great, but it is very sad. <laughs> 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 like, musically, it's it's still good Halo music, but... The, the tone is definitely shifted away from the, you know, awesome guitar solos as you're jumping warthogs over raids and explosions are occurring in the background. Yeah, I mean, how can you beat, like, Gregorian chant followed by, like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know what those drums they use are, but they're, like, war drums or something over electric guitar. Yeah. It's, like, so cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it really does get you pumped up and keep you, like moving exactly yeah, yeah. hello rich is just like everybody and your friends are dead cue music it's and like, we want oh. you to remember <laughs> it's hard everywhere <laughs> it's hard to care whenever i've only been playing the multiplayer for like the majority of my gameplay experience yeah it was it as said the music fit but i do get what you're saying in terms of like i'm trying to have fun here <laughs> yeah 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 genocide now get me stoked to kill some aliens like that's what i'm here for right either and it did pick up but it didn't pick up like it used to like it wasn't all sad you know violins and and piano planks it was it, it had its moments where it would get a little bit more intense but it was never halo one style or halo two style where it was like no get pumped you're driving a scorpion hell yeah Right. That's all I have to say about the audio, though. Otherwise, can't really complain, honestly. Yeah, it, it, it worked. It was appropriate, and it, it didn't do anything weird. No one's no one's voice was grinding. It didn't have some repetitive, annoying soundtrack in the background. I don't remember any of the guns being so noisy or something that you just couldn't stand it. Yeah. As for the multiplayer, though, the main... It, it played like pretty much any other halo multiplayer I, I think the maps weren't as good like i don't really remember any map that i was like oh man i can't wait until that one shows up in the roster it was kind of just like eh, that's okay eh, I'm, I'm fine with playing here not like lockout in halo 2 well speaking of which the nice thing is that with uh so in halo 3 they introduced forge and then in Halo Reach, they introduced a lot more ability to do forging. Um, in my opinion, took away some of the fun of it because part of the fun of the Halo 3 one is like getting clever and good at figuring out how to work the system so that you can make things float and do what you want to do. Um, but the in Halo Reach, because they had the Forge world, they introduced a lot more maps that were kind of it was built in so that they could do like community contests to come up with new maps and some of them were pretty awesome um and it also allowed them to import like halo 2 map variants or halo 3 map variants which i thought was pretty sweet like they they did have a lockout version they had um i think spire 
was one of them, the one with the big uh, satellite dish in the center. Um, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't think it was called Spire, but I know which one you're oh, talking about. Yeah, I think it's called Ascension in the new one. Yeah. Or maybe in the old one. I don't know. Um, but they did a bunch of that, which I thought was pretty a pretty good advantage to playing Halo Reach, is you kind of always got something new coming on, at least for me, because I was playing that game for like years. Yeah, I'm talking about the, the base maps. I do remember the Forge being a lot more important in this one, but I also distinctly remember playing it from the beginning, just being like, there really aren't... None of these maps are, are that well-designed compared to previous iterations of the game. Um, but the one, the two things that they added were Invasion and, and Firefight, which were both pretty cool. Um, invasion was kind of like a Battlefield-esque fight between Covenant and, well, Elites and Spartans, where you'd have to take points and eventually you'd have like an attacker and a defender and you'd push them back. Uh, which was it was fun because it, it was just a different take on the game. Having played Halo for so many years, it was nice to see something kind of different, especially since there really wasn't a battlefield that was worth playing on the consoles. And I don't think there were any other games that actually did anything like that. Uh, on the other hand, it kind of, I think that's part of the reason why I was so upset with some of the other guns and stuff is that what they were trying to do was force the elites to play with covenant weapons and the humans to play with human weapons, but to do that, that they had to balance out all the weapons, and that's why you had shit like the storm rifle, and why they probably took away dual wielding so you couldn't have the elites coming in with dual wielding uh, plasma rifles from the get-go and the humans don't have an option because they took away the SMGs. You know, mm. I think that's where a lot of my dislike of some of the weapons comes from. That's probably why they only had the DMR and they didn't have the DMR and the battle rifle. Right. Yeah. Now why the fuck the sniper sucked balls on the, on the covenant side? I don't know. but <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that could be the reason. Cause uh, they didn't. Well, one of the other new things was they let you have a loadout at the beginning of the game. So you mm-hmm. would have to pick what your power would be and sometimes that would come with different weapon variations for something like invasion um so that was kind of cool but at the same time it it does take away a little bit from the everybody starts out on the same like you know when you walk up to somebody you know what to expect and like taking a gun from somebody is useful (laughs) you know Mm -hmm. so when you when everyone's able to start out with a dmr then it's like a little bit different it doesn't really force you into close range combat that often you know all right changes the whole dynamic of the of the fight yeah um and that's that's where i kind of disliked the loadouts because you got into situations where people were just um ground pound shielding all the time to avoid getting killed and, and there was nothing to stop them from doing that it didn't have it wasn't a single use they could always spawn with it um it, it just you know if you were trying to toss plasma grenades at people and they had played for more than a, a couple months, they knew to have that loadout into ground pound, then they're not going to die. You know, it, I didn't like the loadouts. I thought that it just added a layer that kind of, I guess, to be honest, it fucked up the skills I had been building since I started playing Halo and it pissed me off. Yeah. Because I... now I'm having a hard time killing people. Oh, I. In my opinion, I thought that the um, the loadouts are pretty sweet because 
most of the time you wanted to have the sprint. The sprint allowed you to flee from combat. The, the armor lock, which is what you're talking about, um, the only use I could think of for that most of the time was to prevent somebody from getting the kill that they had started. Because every time I use that thing, you'd wind up getting picked off by somebody else, you know? Like, <laughs> you're not going to survive that if you're in a, a hot situation and then you ground pound, you know? But it did, And maybe that's just why I didn't like it, it was they kept... I kept losing my kills. Yeah, it did sufficiently rob me of kills that were rightfully mine. Um, so yeah, that was... I agree. They could probably have done without the armor lock. Um, but I thought they did a pretty good job making the active camo not overpowered, you know? Like, it scrambled your radar, so that was how you knew they were nearby. Um, camping wasn't a really big problem, because you could tell. If you knew to look for them and you were paying attention, you could find the people. Yeah, but I kind of... I liked the having to find it in the other Halo games where you'd have to, you know, know where it is and be lucky enough to get there when it respawned. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. You know, it wasn't just... Because if you had had played against a a group of people who were, like, organized on the Covenant team, or either side, they could all just use active camo and just fucking stealth their way behind your lines. You know, it it added a layer that kind of took away from what Halo normally is. Yeah, but then there's stuff like the jetpacks um which i think did add a lot to the game because they were able to make like you would have to get rid of your sprint for instance but if it was a very vertical map it was pretty cool to be able to to jump jet yourself out of there you know yeah i don't know i i found them just as an easier way to kill people because they kind of hung you in the air for a little bit too too long and just seemed to be if someone was going to go up in the sky it just made them an easy target that's just your opinion, man. Uh, <laughs> I had fun with it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, as I said, it just... I as I think it's because it fucked up my skills that I've been building over the years, and that's that's what I didn't like about it. You know, I wasn't a fan of the loadout stuff that they'd given you in, in Halo 3 either. I didn't like the, the radar jammer, especially the one that um, scrambled your your vehicles and stuff. I didn't like those. I wasn't a fan of the bubble shield. Like, is it cool looking? Yes. Is it nice when I have it? Yes. But I think overall it, it ruins the flow of the game because now you've got this, it's supposed to be a continuously moving field where people are like always in different positions and that the conflict zones are always moving around. And now there's a central thing that everyone's going to focus on and just, it, it changed the game in a way that I didn't like. I'm just, I'm not saying that's objectively bad. I'm just saying I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> I think in in Halo 3 it was definitely cool to have those because, I mean, the bubble shield was unique. It was definitely functional, but it, I don't think it ruined any part of the game. It just made it so that I wound up in a lot more double death where both of you punch each other to death activities. Because, you know, you'd like take out the shields and they'd run inside. And then as you're running inside, you lose your shields and then you hit each other and then you both die. <laughs> like fucking annoying (laughs) right that's what i'm talking about it's yeah i as i just not my thing didn't like them wasn't a fan of the loadouts i thought it didn't i didn't really feel like it added anything that was worth the sacrifice that i felt like it it made the break of the flow of the game i think is really the more we're talking about the more i'm thinking of what was probably pissing me off and i think it's the fact that it was breaking the flow you know, I've got someone dead to rights, he sprints away. I've got someone dead to rights, he fucking armor locks and someone else takes my kill or 
his teammate comes in and now I'm not going to be able to kill him. I hit him with a grenade. I have him fucking, it's going to hit him right flat in the face with a sticky grenade. Armor lock. Now I, I don't get my kill. You know, some dude flies up into the sky. Now I have to focus on him instead of the people I was trying to kill because now, or someone just takes off in the middle of a fight with me. And now I'm focused away from where I'm normally fighting. It's just, I think that's really what it is. It was breaking the flow of, of Halo. And that's what I don't like. Well, I hear a lot of complaining. Was, I don't know. It is a lot of complaining. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me why I'm wrong, Kevin. <laughs> oh, I don't have strong opinions on this, but uh, I don't know. Sounds like you're like, don't like change. Yeah. Don't touch, don't touch Brian's Halo. <laughs> you know, Brian, the other games still exist. If you want to be a grandpa, be a grandpa somewhere else. Halo Reach doesn't need you. can't because they, they took away the servers. Uh, <laughs> who needs servers? Uh, I feel like that ruined the flow of the game for me. Uh, I think System Link yeah, yeah. is probably the better, <laughs> the better route. Nice and classic, you know, minimal lag. There you go. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm... I've argued many times that I don't want people to just keep making the same game and selling me the same thing over and over again. What I don't appreciate is whenever they make changes that don't improve the game. And in my opinion, the loadouts are in that. And in my opinion, the weapons are definitely within that area too, where they took a lot of functional guns, a lot of things that worked and replaced them with lesser, you know, and there were, it was always a trade-off. Yes. I finally get my pistol with the, with the scope back, but now I have a plasma assault rifle that's garbage. Yes, I have a, a, a needler that can take down a person single-handedly, but now I can't dual-wield it, and you took away my Covenant Carbine. Like, they, there, was, there was a trade-off for all these changes they made as they were trying to balance stuff, and I don't like that. that, that that's what I'm saying. If, if you're going to add more weapons, why remove other weapons? I get you want to balance it for this particular game variant, but why don't you just cut the weapons that you can have and just be like, these are the ones you use in Invasion. Deal with it. Yeah, it was kind of bullshit. I feel like they probably should have just kept most of it. I don't know why they changed the um, dual-wielding thing. I guess they did try and balance it, but I feel like you could still dual-wield. <laughs> like, come on. You just steal other people's guns. Like, you don't have to... You know, you don't right. have like a just don't let them advantage. start with two guns. You know, having just a plasma rifle is not that useful, and having just an SMG isn't that useful. You still have to steal each other's gun to get the combination that's functional. Right. Um, anyway, I played a shit ton of it. It didn't like make me stop playing the game. I'm just saying that I wish that they, if they're gonna make changes, don't. You don't have to give me something and take something away, right? Like, well, they wouldn't want to spoil you. Ah, fucking loot crates (laughs) alright so anyway (laughs) I think we're probably at the we we did not talk about firefight but I don't think there's that much to say about it so now we can leave firefight out it was was just a thing so overall rating personally I think that the as, as a successor to Halo 3 I think it was pretty good. I'd I'd give it. I would definitely go back and play it online if I could. I would not uh, do the campaign more than I've already done. But I think that the the online multiplayer. If, if there were no other Halos, I would still play this game again. Yeah, I. From what I remember of the multiplayer, I'd probably be on 
on your side on that because it was still fun to play despite my dislike of what they did with my guns and and loadouts if i had to rate this i it wouldn't be in the best category knowing that there are other halo games if i'm going to go play another halo campaign i'm going to go for like one or two i'm not going to go play halo reach um I'd, i'd put it in the better bin yeah that's for me i'd probably put it in the better bin as well i mean I'm not really dying to go back and play a bunch of Halo multiplayer because that wasn't really my thing anyway, but it was definitely a good game. Um, but yeah, I'd probably just keep it on my shelf having already played it. And I don't even know if I can come up with a one-liner for this. <laughs> <laughs> for the campaign, at least. You know, great visuals, shit story. <laughs> Sad audio. Sad audio. <laughs> Needs an electric guitar. <laughs> yeah, the book was better. <laughs> yeah, all pretty I can much. Say. <laughs> it's another Halo game. It's pretty good. Book was better. Yeah. Uh so yeah, I think we've really really beaten this to death. So we will get the fuck out of here. Uh check us out on Facebook, follow us at Twitter. Name is Utter Descent. As for where to find us, listen to Podbean, Spotify, iTunes, Speaker, Stitcher, blah 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 blah. Um as always, please uh, feedback talk to us we'll we'll talk back when you guys start doing so and that's uh that's gonna do it we will catch you guys next time Alrighty, see you guys later yeah peace